When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, it's Jonathan London, your host. Uh, maybe you know me from, well, hosting this podcast, Geekscape. I've been doing it since 2006. Maybe you know me as a filmmaker, maybe so as a writer, maybe some comic books or video games or different things I've written or directed over the years is how you came to Geekscape. Maybe Geekscape, how you came to those things. Um, but we're here now, so strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. That's what we've been doing so well on the show. And if you're listening to the audio feed, You've been getting a lot of it. You basically came with us to Comic-Con. We did four straight episodes straight from the booth with various guests. They're stitched together like you were there. Um, if you're watching this live, maybe on Facebook or YouTube, or you're dropping some resumes on LinkedIn, wherever you're watching this, maybe it's Twitch, uh, please go and subscribe to the audio feed because that's really good content. And Matt Kelly and I busted our rumps with our guests to record in the booth, people like Ian Kerner, who you're going to hear from a little later today in this very special. And um, I think the content's really good. We had some amazing people drop by the booth. Uh, we had amazing people signing in the booth. And with everybody, we just took a few minutes. We recorded some uh, quick interview moments, talked about the con, talked about what they were experiencing in the con. We had some Geekscapes like Katie and Marie and Shane and Derek josh jackson they went and experienced the con they brought that back to the booth they told me what they were doing out in san diego so if you missed san diego comic-con if you were not there you got to check out the audio feed for the geekscape podcast and go and subscribe to it because there's tons of content on there one last piece that i'm going to put up there next week it's the panel that i hosted about adapting material from comic books to tv and film i had an amazing panel it was so much fun, and again, like like you're you're gonna hear this, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, Jonathan's bringing us to San Diego Comic Con." I just saved five hundred bucks or whatever the tickets are. I just saved a hotel room. I just saved a week. Uh, I didn't have to like sweat my way through the gas lamp and and fight my way through the floor, and uh, I didn't get any exclusives, but at least I went to Comic Con with Geekscape. Uh, I think some of the episodes are hilarious. That's uh, which is the one where. We got in a fight with Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, it, it's all in there, folks. So um, all the Geekscape drama right there on the Comic-Con floor. And we brought it to you. So uh, subscribe. It's also the only way you're going to get that panel um, episode uh, next week. So um, I can't. I will no longer implore you to subscribe to the podcast. You should have been doing it years ago, dog. All right. <laughs> Now I'm calling you dogs. I'm definitely uh, still recovering from San Diego. Um, all right. This episode is not a normal Geekscape episode either. Although I like that I'm broadcasting live with you folks uh, and streaming to all the different outlets. Uh, this is the Secret Invasion special. And uh, we're talking about the Disney Plus MCU, Sam Jackson fronted Secret Invasion loose adaptation of what was going on in the marvel comics about 10 years ago and there's a most recent uh, there's a more recent miniseries that just came out uh, that tried to make things a little bit more spycraft 
in line with what we got for a series here on Disney Plus. Uh, it's been talked about a lot. Um, maybe not in the most positive light, but Ian Kerner and I have a take on it. Uh, Christian Blatt already has a take on it in the comments. So if you're watching this live on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, uh, jump in the comments. Uh, Christian Blatt says, in many ways, I wish that I was right. Uh, he, I was here right now. But at the same time, I'm so relieved to not have uh, to talk about the show again after spending more than six hours over on Marvel Movie Talk. He acts like that wasn't voluntary. <laughs> I love that Christian Blatt is like, man, I'd love to have joined you and Ian and I uh, to talk about Secret Invasion. And he he was invited. He just couldn't make the schedule work. And, and it's all good. Family comes first. Uh, he, his son has lessons and things. He's, he's being a dad. Christian's doing what he should be doing. But in no way are you a victim for having already spoken about this series for six hours, Christian on Marvel movie talk soon to join the geeks game network. Um, that's masochistic pal. Uh, so don't, don't bemoan your, your fate here, pal. You get, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to close the door on that one. Um, Sean Fernando says they did Robin sparkles dirty. Uh, all right, listen, we're talking secret invasion. If you don't want to spoil it for you, you might want to dip now because Ian Kerner is waiting in the wings. We are going to spoil the heck out of it. And that's what we do around here. So strap yourselves in. It's time for Geekscape. All right, Geekscapists, this is your final warning. Uh, this is the Secret Invasion episode of Geekscape. We are going to be going totally deep dive into it. So there are spoilers throughout. We're going to be talking about all six episodes, the ending, how it leads into, I'm guessing, the Marvels in November. So if you do not want this series spoiled and you're still like, eh, it's on my watch list on Disney+, Plus, eh, how, how bad could people be saying that it is? Let me check it out for myself. Um you're going to get it spoiled here. So that was your final warning. Uh, my guest today, who I started Geekscape with way back when, uh, close friend Ian Kerner is waiting to talk. And you guys are waiting to hear him uh, because Alan Duke says, yes, Ian is in the house. He just commented from Facebook. We love seeing you at the booth, Ian. And you have some sick uh, Red Skull co- uh, cosplay. Right? I mean, I love your photos, Brady. On a uh, Alan Dukes has been posting these photos of him as the Red Skull walking around the con, and I just love it um, because Matt Kelly and I were mo- mostly in the booth uh, where, where it's safe, like Geekscape, a safe little place. Um, next week, again, on the audio-only feed, so subscribe. Uh, we got the, the panel about adapting comics, TV, and film, and one of the guests is Stephanie K. Smith, who's probably adapted more than anybody on that panel. A lot of it is novelizations. A lot of it is stuff that uh, maybe never saw it to screen, but she is very prolific as a writer and she has a long experience adapting material. Uh, her husband is Ian Kerner, who I'm going to bring on to the show. And that was a little bit of a plug for next week and a plug for this man who's coming right now, Ian Kerner, 
who may be a scroll. Ian, let's talk. Are you a scroll? Um, not that I'm aware of. Okay, all right, but maybe I am. The scroll. It's not like what's the sci-fi series where it's like well, people are second, clones and they don't if know. You go back to the very first appearance of the scrolls in Fantastic Four number two. With the cows. Reed Richards made them turn to cows and made them forget that they were scrolls. Right. And that came back to bite them in the butt. 36. That came back to bite them and bite, bite everybody in the butt. The milk. Oh, yeah. The, the milk started proliferating in the Marvel Universe. It was like scroll milk. Yeah. These gave us uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby. They didn't. They just, they just, but, but, it, right? But Byrne did that in 230, issue 236. John Byrne brought back the cow milk yeah. from the early scrolls. Yeah. Um, all right. Ian, let's talk mainly. Let's talk about the comics because I really enjoyed the Secret Invasion storyline in the in the in the comics. It really kind of shook a lot of things. It yeah. resulted in things like Norman Osborn becoming president. It really did. It was one of the crossovers that felt like it mattered in the in the Marvel universe about 10, 15 years ago in the comics, coming out of Civil War. Well, this, this the is original. the original. This is the thing that was clever. You know, the scrolls had been around, as I said, back to Fantastic Four number two. And, you know, obviously they could shape change and all that. And they, and they did stuff way early, things like the Super Scroll, which we're going to get into. But this idea of really making it espionage, really going far with it, with Secret Invasion, was it was a very clever idea. And, you know, at the time, what they did is they really had you wondering leading up into it of who might have been taken. As soon as, the, you know, like when you first discovered someone was taken, and it was like Electra. You know, Electra died, and it was shocking. Electra died, and it turned out it wasn't Electra; she, it was a scroll. I remember and that. Really found out because she died. Clearly, like they kill Electra. She's been like, killed wait. before, but this time she was like a scroll dressed as right. Electra. You're like, wait, what? What is and happening? So then, this led into this whole idea of who might be a scroll, and it was awesome. And, and real big, quick, can you move closer to your mic or move your mic a little closer? I think you you fudged with your computer a little bit, and it caused things to be a little more digital. How's it now? Uh, that's better. If you can point it towards your mouth, though, I think is a little nicer. Let's see. I'm sorry, folks, that we're doing this live, but we got to do it. Yeah, uh, go for it. Speak especially as you just did. I'm sorry, sir. So, as I was saying, um, you know, it, it was just, it was really great. You know, every issue was, you know, you were on the edge of your seat. You didn't know who was going to be what. There was a, a giant twist because at first, like, was it someone on the Avengers? And it turned out Spider-Woman had been replaced and was actually the Queen of the Scrolls, Veronica. You know, and that was a major, major twist. So, you know, leading up to this show, you know, obviously we heard Amelia Clark was in it. We all wondered, will she be Varanke? You know, who's going to replace whom? You know, there was a lot of expectation. I said, I've said for literally years now. Ian, and- I'm, I'm so, hold on. I'm still having to, and folks, comment if you're having this problem. Ian's dipping out audio. Ian, can you go into your audio settings and just bail on your external microphone, maybe? I'm sorry, dude. Sure. I, I still think that's a scroll detector, and I think that you're failing is what's going on. I don't know if thumbs up, <laughs> whoever gave us a thumbs up. I don't know if that's thumbs up for Ian sounds bad or Ian sounds good, but, or Ian's so you want, Whoa, what, what'd you just do? What is that? That's bad. That's, that's bad. Heavy regular mic. Go with speak, speak yeah. scroll. Yeah. Okay, talk. I don't that sounds good. Let's go with that. Ian. Great. Okay. How are we now? No, let's not go with that. Keep going. Don't worry. I'll, I'll cut this out of the audio feed. But Okay. That's great. Whatever you're doing right now. Nothing do that. different. Okay. Well, then okay. Something, is, something is shorted. We may have to get you a new USB cable. I'm sorry, okay. buddy. Yeah, no, all good. Just so, try know, not to touch anything, scroll. I'm not touching anything. 
that is the audio i want that the passion that is what i want right there anyway so (laughs) so as i was saying um so you know the comic was great had this great build up and the big thing was you know they took a bunch of avengers all kinds of superpower people you couldn't trust anyone it was this great thing and what i said years ago is you know when they introduced the scrolls and captain marvel now the initial thing that was kind of odd was well, they seem so benign, right? And it's like, well, what the hell? Because the scrolls not a warlike were, society, right? Yeah, the scrolls were bad. Now, what was interesting about that, and a lot of the time they do this with the MCU, is they do go to the proto version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geekscape is. I'm still having this trouble with the short. There's a short, Ian. Um, go ahead and, and dip to another microphone. I'm sorry, buddy. I think it's your USB cable. We will replace it. My apologies, everybody, and my apologies, Ian. We detected it real quick before we recorded, and I didn't think it was going to be an issue. Um, we could try this. How, no? is, is this anything? How's that? That is something. That, perfect. Let's go yeah. with that. I'm just using the MacBook Pro right now. It's just using the MacBook Pro mic, okay? Yeah. yeah Let's okay. go with that. Okay, great. So, so as I was saying, um, so, you know, going into the idea of Secret Invasion, you know, and going back to the Captain Marvel movie when they introduced them, this whole proto thing... Yeah. The origin of the scrolls in the yes, you okay? Uh, it's not. It's it's. I don't know what it is, Ian. Uh, no, you know what? Forget it. I think it might be my. It's my headphones. If it's my headphones, oh, it's good. my headphones. Keep going, sir. It's your headphones. So you are the problem. I think I'm the problem. I Maybe think you're the scrolls. You know, I think I am a scroll. Like I'm so sorry. I think there's a short in my microphone. Is what's happening. <laughs> Alan Dukes just it's came in and great. goes, he sounds fine to me. Geekscape is we have found an accurate scroll detector. I'm gonna swap my I'm gonna swap headphones and keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. Geekscape is I'm so sorry. I'm a scroll. This keep is going, a nefarious scroll plot to get us not even to be able to talk about it. That's what's going on here. Jonathan is a scroll. Now we know. Big surprise. Question is, when was he taken? Has it been all 20 odd years? Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> Unbelievable. Should I go back to the other <laughs> mic before I get on the roll? Yeah. No, yeah, go back to the other mic. Jesus. <laughs> what a bunch of amateurs. These, these <laughs> headphones are going in the trash. All that. All righty. Good. Yeah, you sound excellent. Alan so as, Dukes, as I was trying to say, so so the idea in Captain Marvel that they were actually benign goes back to the Skrulls' origins. The Skrulls were subjugated by the Kree long ago and had been at war with them forever. So we have a version of that going on where, you know, they've been, you know, subjugated by the Kree. That's what we saw in Captain Marvel. But we didn't really see just how good they were from a war standpoint. Now, what we get in Secret Invasion, we do find out a bit. Talos is a general. They have been trying to survive and all that. And now we see within a generation, because Captain Marvel was set in the 90s, that a lot of the scrolls are really unhappy being passive about things. Nick and it Fury didn't help promised, that Nick Fury disappeared for five years during the blip. It, it did not help. And, you know, and, and apparently he knew even then, you know, even before that, that, you know, his luck in finding them a planet just to live on it wouldn't be an issue, you know, wasn't so good. So, but, you know, but my feeling was always, you know, you want to introduce, and listen, they, they, they did that little plot at the end of Far From Home 
that they were there and doing stuff. And you know, we really got that at the end of the movie, you know, that, um, that they're up to stuff. And that was great. To me, I felt that the right way to handle the scrolls would have been to seed, perhaps in a bunch of tags, you know, to seed that they're doing stuff that they're, you know, listen, they could have left a lot of this plot and just done it in tags over a bunch of movies and a bunch of phases as it built up. So that, and we got a giant crossover thing because what we knew immediately when we heard it was going to be on television is we knew it wasn't going to be any big Avengers. Right. You know, now I will tell you, great. You see Rhodey in it and we're getting to spoilers now when you find out at the end of the, I think it was the second episode that Rhodey was taken one. Okay. Well, at least there's an Avenger. The fact that not once has he ever even mentioned the freaking war machine armor. Yeah. I Especially mean, when we have an armor wars somewhere in the vague future, coming or at least maybe we, have, we do maybe we don't and maybe know? we have uh, characters like i know this is a different ross than we're going to get thunder you know harrison ford is going to play in thunderbolt ross but uh, but um we have a lot of stuff going on like martin freeman's ross ever care yeah. the everett ross was just seen in black panther 2 and suddenly he's in this movie or in this show in a scroll from the opening tag and that stuff's suspenseful. I think that the cast is but the strongest thing about this series. Like Absolutely. just having There's a great this all-star cast, cast that's, that's is incredible. And, um, and as I think I texted you about halfway through the show, everything is feeling like two person acting scenes. Like it's like, yeah. it, it, I think the right, I think some of the dialogue in the writing and characterization is actually really good. I think the acting in a, I mean, you're not going to get better actors than this, No, but well, that's my thing. My frustration is this thing had a lot of potential that it really didn't live up to it. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of a small story. Yeah. The, I mean, well, this story is like a single issue comic book. Um, it feels akin to the ones that they just did, like the miniseries they just did. Uh, yeah, as Secret so. Invasion, and it's fine. I think the ramifications for this could potentially be big. The way they well, yes. treated it was a small. It felt small. It did not feel global. It did not feel like a, like a like a galaxy wide well, threat. Well, well, let me say this and say this in the context of mentioning the other shows because I thought you know Stephanie, whom you mentioned, you know it's interesting on, on these specials. I mentioned Stephanie a lot, so it was kind of cool she did this panel with Jonathan because you know her credentials being what they are. I have friends go like, yes, you know, we get it, you're married. But the point is that, you know, I mention what my wife says a lot because not only she's a professional writer who has worked in the genre space a bit, at the same time, it's not her giant love like it is for me. So she's particularly critical, especially when she feels like she's just seen the same stuff over and over again. You know, so I always, I'm always very interested in her take, both as because she's a woman and that will often bring a different perspective than my own as well as that she just doesn't love the source material. She often doesn't know the source material going in, you know? And, you know, I mean, every now and then she's like, oh, that was actually surprisingly good. You know, things like that happen versus, or, or not so good, you know? So um, th- that's always interesting for me, you know, with her, you know? Um, I think I mentioned like The Flash, she actually really enjoyed, you know? And, you know, flawed movie, but, you know, but there were things that were really good about it. You know, so this this is frustrating because I just feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities. You do have this great cast. I do think they set a bunch of stuff up. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. But what I want to say in terms of the other shows, like I thought, and Stephanie Stephanie loved the Falcon and Winter Soldier. From the trailer, she couldn't have been less interested in that. But the fact that it dealt with, you know, race relations stuff and social issues so well was, was one of the best things about that that show. And this... So I haven't said this to you and, you know, and I was, you know, commenting elsewhere, but 
one thing I actually really did like about the end of this that it suggested didn't quite go as far as I would have liked is it actually got kind of political there mm -hmm. because, you know, at the end there, it's like, it's very much feels like a lot of what we have in this country, regardless of what your politics are about, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a very red state perspective that president Ritson took at the end there. You know, yes. very like, you know, oh, it was Fox news. Like yeah. you see a Fox news, exactly. you see a Alex, Alex Jones type thing. Yeah. And then beyond that, it, it, you know, I think that what I liked about Talos and his story, especially his frustration, I think that there's a, here's the thing, Ian, I'm just going to ask you point blank. Like, did you enjoy the series? I enjoyed parts of it. Um, yeah. I, I think that people will be shocked to hear that I actually enjoyed uh, the series on a whole. I was although, disappointed in episode yeah. one and then episode two and three I actually really liked. And I think that Talos then, scene with, with Fury on the train where he explains his frustration, it's like, dude, you yeah. disappeared on us and we were dying here. There's a major immigration story yeah. there where it's like these are these are people who are trying to find – these are refugees. And for five years, we were on our own. There are going to be people who become militant. And Absolutely. the plot line that one of the younger scrolls grew up among humans, among people – not liking them and hidden and then finally became frustrated and said, okay, we're going to go militant and we're just going to take the planet ourselves. We're on a planet. Let's just take it and develops some form of the super scrolls. We can talk about the super scrolls here in a bit, yeah. but I, I actually liked that whether or not it was pulled off. I think that, the, that anything with like Talos in it was pretty great. And I really enjoyed seeing oh. him act and I liked him I seeing him with Amelia Clark who played his daughter, Gia. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn and Miller Clark. I mean, again, you just said you had great actors in this thing, you know. And listen, and a lot of the, this, the storyline stuff, the idea that Nick Fury's used them, it was his secret task force. It's why he became this amazing spy. The conversation between Talos and Fury about that, that you know, who made who and who's been carrying who and all that was great. Was absolutely Agreed. great. How is Nick Fury this amazing spy master? He knows everything. He's had all of these secret operatives who can become anyone they want. I mean, these guys literally, they harvested the battle scene of Endgame. You know, like they can go anywhere and do anything. It's like, of course he knew everything was ahead of everything. You know, and I mean, there's no telling what kinds of things they were involved in. You know, leading up into the creation of the Avengers and all of those things, you know. But your frustration is a, is a warranted one because knowing that all, that all those things were going on, it stopped short. Yeah. It stopped short of going all the way in in other than that last image one of the last images that we see of those kind of pods where the scrolls are are mm -hmm. kind of expanding like other than that i think that we we don't really grasp how much this was well, folded into the mcu and i think that there were opportunities here creative opportunities to go back through the mcu history and kind of retcon in a way that civil war did and say oh when that happened in an earlier movie Bucky was there or this happened or this happened. And I think that would have been a fun way to show, Hey, scrolls have kind of been here since Iron Man because they were definitely here before. since Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Cause they were Long definitely before. here since Captain yeah. Marvel. So I think that would have been a fun opportunity. And there was a bit of fun that was missing on this stuff. Well, you know, listen, one of the things there's, there's definitely some continuity issues in, in the, the MCU. I don't mean the Mattel cinematic universe. I mean the Marvel <laughs> one. Um, sure. Like, you know, in that first Iron Man, it's like no one had heard of S.H.I.E.L.D., what S.H.I.E.L.D., you know. But then as it goes on, it's like they've sort of retconned that 
A, it's been around a long time. Yeah. But listen, that could have been they were around as a secret organization, but seemingly not so much. Like people actually know what Shield is. It's really not if you, you have helicarriers carriers floating in the sky. No. Yeah, it's those are pretty it, telling. It's tricky. It's easy to notice when flight paths are being diverted for a giant like aircraft carrier floating above Manhattan. It's pretty pretty easy to move. Yeah. Um, that being said, like this, I think some of it was also muddy, and I think some of it is because you're trying to do a mysterious show and you're trying to keep the plot as a simmer. Uh, some of the characters I didn't ever really connect with, and sadly, one of them is Amelia Coleman's character, who is such well, an incredible I, actress I, I, on I, every level. I want to but... talk about that character. Um, and well, let, let me just come back to sure. something I want to say about how the show overall. Um, so hold on, on Sonia Fallsworth. Got it. Let me say this. Here's my frustration. You know, I've, you know, we've done so many of these and back in the day in particular, we saw how connected it was and we get so excited. And I've sort of learned my lesson. And my lesson is that it's never going to be quite as connected as we want it to be because we're used to comic books. And we're sure. used to comic books where there's that key issue thing and you need to know this story and they're just going to tell you what you missed. And what we've been seeing a lot, particularly in the last couple of phases, is they kind of tell you what you missed or they just kind of like you either get it or you don't and they just go on and they write it so that the, the new project just stands on its own and you this just have a better understanding. Well, well, more than this not standing on its own, the quick question is what comes next? You know, and, and that's the thing for me because, you know, you're, you're building a base in theory, but no, I, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to go into Marvels and fine, his wife might be there, so we might get some exposition there. A base in as story-wise in, in foundation or a base yes. like, like no, sword? Because when, no, when we're I, talking I, about... Okay. I, I mean, there's a base in foundation. You know, they may springboard on some of this stuff. For instance, it may very well be, to me, if they were really going to use this, and they're going to springboard into Thunderbolts, for instance, and Captain America New World Order, it's and a great why these things are happening... That they're now they're upping their, you know, listen, the Avengers are disbanded. Okay. Post end game, there's no Avengers currently. We saw that in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? So it, within that void, and you know, in the comics, it happened for a different reason. But within that void, there's no Avengers. So the government's going to have a fully government sanctioned team come together, right? That's yes. going to be the Thunderbolts. As opposed to the Avengers, whom we saw in Civil War, were not willing to just do whatever the government said. And I think what we can expect ultimately is that will lead Sam Wilson to reform the Avengers saying we need the real Avengers. We can't have that. You know, we can't have these guys doing stuff because, you know, so I, so to me, what we see of Ritson at the end of this should be at Pre least President Ritson. Yes. Should at yeah. least politically be the star of this. Now, rumor has it that Thunderbolt Ross will actually be president in Captain America. I don't know if that rumor is accurate or not. But not in Thunderbolts. Well, presumably, if he's in the one, maybe the other. But again, I don't know if that's accurate. Which one comes first, Ian? Like, Captain America's before Thunderbolt. Okay. Okay. So the rumor is we might get Thunderbolt Ross as. My, yeah. Uh, any relation to Everett Ross? No. I didn't think so. Um, but my expectation is that he's going to become Red Hulk in Captain America. The leader's the bad guy. It's a. I mean, he's a have, scientist. I got you. Have you. Thunderbolt Ross in this movie. You have Liv Tyler, so Betty Ross in this movie. And you have the leader. They've managed not to tell us the Hulk's in the movie. 
It would be ridiculous if the Hulk is not in the movie. That's first of all. What about our most recent uh, Hulk star, She-Hulk? Could she be in the Thunderbolts She could movie? be in the movie, but again, the most ridiculous thing in the world would be if you don't have Ruflo in the movie. Okay? I mean, he should be in the movie. They just may not have told us yet. Because it sounds like there's a whole lot of gamma going on in the Thunderbolts it's, movie. It, it's, a, it's a Hulk movie. And I've heard that the rumor I hear is they you know, keep rewriting this thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a whole lot less Sam Wilson and a whole lot more Hulk. But that leads to the next Avengers movie. Right. Which, well, but that, it's going to lead to Thunderbolts not, first. That, that leads to Avengers 4, which is not Kang Dynasty, correct? Um, no, I think it's Kang Dynasty. and But, then but it's, it's, is Avengers 4 War. King Dynasty? Yeah, 4 is Kang Dynasty and 5 is Secret War. Okay, guys, this is getting away from me. So somewhere in there, Sam Wilson re- reforms the Avengers. In that, Before then, I would expect, maybe would in too. that movie... But hard to say. Well, let's get back to Secret Evasion because uh, Everett Ross being like we just saw him in Wakanda Forever, and now we see in the opening he's a he's a scroll, and we don't know exactly when that happened. We don't. We don't know when Rhodey was taken. Um, I mean, how did you feel about Maria Hill right as the cliffhanger? I'm very upset the end of the first by that. I, mm-hmm. I felt like, look, much like Secret Invasion, some of these big storylines. Someone big has to die, so she's someone big. But other, other than that, it felt like, you know, I mean, I agree. I love that character. I think they could have done more with that character. I've wanted them to do more with that character. So I, I think, I think it's, a, it's a loss that, you know. But again, yeah. who should it have been? This, you know? uh, yeah. Hey, they, they, they needed they needed. No, I, I, think, I think it was appropriate. I think it's appropriate um, with all this shield stuff and fury stuff going on and knowing that Coulson was an LMD, at least he got fixed and all this and shield. like, where's where can we bring Coulson back? Like no offense. Well, like listen, I think that I again, like the shield again, show. I, I you like the shield show. Where, like where the are these characters? It, these it, characters are established problem. in the MCU. It, it's another problem because, you know, they, they did crossovers with the shield shows. And here's the thing. And not a lot of people realize this. Um, in Age of Ultron, you know, the helicopter carrier that shows up in Age of Ultron, you actually see the setup for that happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So you had actually really good tight continuity stuff going on then. But they had seen Infinity War when they did that crossover. They, didn't, they weren't given Endgame because at that point, the two sides of Marvel weren't really talking very well. So the right. last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is completely outside the continuity. The first six are totally in it. But now, what would it take, Ian? Ian, can you make some phone calls after the strike? Don't do a, don't cross any picket lines for us. But after the strike, can you make some phone calls and maybe get some of that ABC stuff back into continuity? Cause sure, sure. I'll make some calls. We we had a Mockingbird in there, speaking of some of the people. I love that Mockingbird. But seeing that some of them were... They became, you know, in the original but, comic books, Mockingbird was one of the major but, scrolls. Right. Yes, but, but but by the way, even the perfect example of how them them avoiding the continuity instead of ever having anything go on between Hawkeye and meeting Mockingbird, Bobby Morris, instead they had the wife that we met end up be a former agent. Yeah. You know, so which essentially is like so great. So right. he was married to Mockingbird. He, you know, he's married to a different agent. You know, so which we got in that Hawkeye series, which which I loved. In its way, I, I loved it in one sense, but also hated that, you know, it eliminated Mockingbird, you know? So, right. you know, listen, it's never perfect. Um, you know, what they've, they've done consistently, they take titles and they do their own thing with them. Um, 
overall, this show, I just think, you know, I just think of what could have been. I think that, you know, who knows what the hell they're going to do with Kang at this point. You know, they have to recast him. I think, you know, they, they can't say it because they're worried that's going to affect the ratings on Loki, you know, but there's no way it's going to stay. Uh, Jonathan Major. Jonathan Major. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, so that's a mess. Um, and I think people are burnt out on the multiverse thing. I mean, honestly, cinematically, it just feels very much like the same movie over and over again. Regardless you know, of what Spider-Verse did? Yeah, Spider-Verse is its own thing and it's different, you know? I agree with you. But, and listen, and Deadpool, Deadpool's going to do it and Deadpool's going to make fun of it. Yeah. And then can you release a King Dynasty? Uh, Can you release a multiverse movie or even, you know, after Deadpool skewers the multiverse whole thing? I don't know if you can. I mean, you can, but, you know, I'm just not sure. Are people just going to take it seriously? I I don't know if anyone cares. That's part of the problem, you know? I mean, look, um, listen, on the Doctor Strange special, we talked about this, you know, Multiverse of Madness. They could have set up some interesting stuff to push stuff forward. But again, as I said, they don't want to make one thing dependent on another. To me, having him jumping through the multiverse and actually seeing Hydra Cap, even as a cameo, would have been great. And, you know, you know, and having Hydra Cap show up in a Captain America movie, like that's a movie people want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be cool. You know, the, the idea of the, the, the evil version of Steve Rogers, you know, that would be awesome. Uh, I can't imagine you doing a multiverse and you don't do something like that, even though Hydrocap didn't actually come from the multiverse, but still, to right. me, that, that's the way you do that. Um, but I don't know. We're going to see that or not, you know? Well, Ian, let's talk about some of these characters. Like, we talked about Olivia Coleman's character. So, Where did so, she come from? Had she been so, referenced in any of the earlier MCU? No, no. So, in the comics, uh, you had James Montgomery Fallsworth, who was a soldier. So we actually had that character in Captain America and Captain America, the first Avenger. It's a British soldier, you know, that was part of one of the howling commandos. Yeah. Yeah. So in the comics, they made that character. He became union Jack who was basically the British version of Captain America. Didn't have any powers. Then continuity wise, they had a thing like his brother was Baron blood was a vampire was a big part of it. And his daughter was injured and got a transfusion from the Android human torch. And she became spitfire. And then eventually in the comics, she became a vampire. So she's currently a vampire with super speed powers, but whatever. So ostensibly we think, but we don't have any confirmation yet. Odds are Sonia Fallsworth, whom Olivia Coleman played, is related to uh, James Montgomery Fallsworth. Because British why would, spy. Yeah, exactly. It works why, for me. why have that name if that, if that you know, little Easter egg isn't It's isn't fun, but there. will we see that character again? I would expect so, but again, I don't know, you know, same thing with Gaia. I mean, I would think that, that, that you know, it might be, and actually I read an interview with um, the director of um, Secret Invasion who said, yeah. he doesn't know, but, you know, it might be that that was just a nice resolution, that that's what she's doing now, and they just leave it. I don't or know, it might Ian. be that, you know, they go back to it somewhere. We've introduced in this series the most powerful character in the MCU. And I, and we got to talk about, we have, we have to talk about the whole super scroll of it all, because in the original comics, the super scroll was what Ian, I'm leading you to the, give origi- me the, obvious. the original super scroll clerk was got because remember the, the scrolls were introduced in the fantastic four. They were their big antagonists. So the scrolls found a way to copy the powers of all the fantastic four and gave it to one commando scroll. So basically, and visually it was cool because he's a scroll. So 
He could literally, you'd see him stretch like Reed Richards, but one of his fists would be like the things and the other fist would be on fire like the Human Torch and part of him would be invisible and he's do invisible, you know, shield and stuff, you know. And the thing was, it was always kind of cool. The Fantastic Four would beat him because working as a team, they'd actually beat the one guy that had all their powers. Yeah, and he was great in the uh, Capcom versus Marvel game. Like, well, I think and, you he know, play a Super Scroll. And in Annihilation, ultimately, they ended up, you know, redeeming him because, you know, obviously they're all fighting together. So he actually became something of a good guy there, mm-hmm. you know, which makes sense. But um, this is not that Super Scroll, Ian. What is su- this? Because, so, you know, I paused on the screen to see with like the link. You paused well, on the screen where it said like Groot. Yes. Yeah, so initially, the different- it, 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 well, the initial powers they had before they got the harvest. They had Groot, they had Extremis, and they had... Um, one of the Ice Giants. Yeah, yeah. So I saw Rick It just said Jotunheim, and it was one of the Ice yeah. Giants. But yeah, yeah. those were the three characters. You, so, you had basically Mr. Fantastic's ability to grow in Groot. You right. had some form of a of a well, elemental attack with the Jotunheim stuff. And then the other one Extremis was... Extremis is uh, the healing. Extremis is the healing. So right. it was close. But, it, but from the get-go, I'm like, it's Super Scroll, but it's not Super Scroll. Right. But and let's then, give it the MCU Super Scroll. Right. So then, then we get to, you know, to they actually get the harvest. Now, one of my big issues with this episode, first of all, it was the so finale. obvious. Hmm? Yeah, the finale. Yeah. So it was so obvious that that was going to be Gaia. Yeah, it was not going to be Nick Fury stepping so, in there. Yeah, and, he's like yeah. practically dying from radiation. I'm like, all right, it's not good, <laughs> You know? And I just felt like, seriously, like, she's there doesn't know. I guess he has extremists. That's the reason not to just try to kill him already. Like, I kind of felt like it's really risky to give him the harvest and let him get the power so she gets him too. What if he just got away? Yeah, what if he just took it and got away? What if he knocked her out of the uh, knocked her yeah. out of the device? What like, if he did a million really, things? Re- yeah, Why did you really give him the harvest? Risky to me to, to I thought that. the harvest was going to be a poison. I thought the harvest was going to be Could defunct in some way. He, but he tests it yeah. and he does it and we have an ending where there's two people with all the combined MCU characters' powers together right. doing a fight fest. I got to tell you, I thought it was. There were parts of it that were cool. There were no, parts of it. I, I, I thought that parts of that were really cool. I, I, where I was like, this, that's Super Scroll say, on screen. Yeah. I mean, it, what was funny to me at one point, though, they have all the mixed DNA. So you see visually like who they're channeling with DNA. And at one point, you see Drax's arm. And I'm literally like, so the Hulk's in there. So. You're channeling Drax's DNA for super strength when you actually have the Hulk. Seemed a little yeah. silly to me, other than the visual cue, but whatever. But ultimately, ultimately it, it, it did seem like they were Hulked out, right? I, yeah, but I also think that they all just kind of settled on Captain Marvel. <laughs> like they're all glowing wow. at Captain Marvel at the end, and I'm like, yeah, you guys picked you guys. It took you a while to cycle Captain to the Marvel. most powerful one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, thoughts on that now. ending? Because ultimately, you now have Gaia the surviving super scroll like walking around and that's a that's a pretty big character to have walking around as you move forward in the mcu and yeah does it get addressed yeah. does it not get addressed does she disappear like captain marvel because of her op nature and wow. being too powerful to be like i mean she's basically like a like a, a plot armor suddenly that she, she shows up and yeah. everything's kind yeah, of flattened it's an interesting point um i think considering what the storyline for marvel's clearly is which is strongly set up at the end of this, you know, that, that they're actually in negotiations, Skrull and Kree, uh, peace accords, right? So I, my assumption is at least that much is in the Marvels, right? Okay, and so you have some, you might have Gaia in the Marvels. Maybe. 
I've told you I thought I saw some actor playing a version of Hulkling in the in the Marvels. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. But yeah, I thought that this well, was again, gonna, if, if the so, Marvels so again, goes that, bad, that, that, that makes sense. The idea that some you know because Hulkling is a character who's half scroll, half Cree. That's and right. Royal, you know. So yeah, and he can unite them. But is that the ending of the Marvels? And ultimately, as well, do we get some form of the Cree scroll war? Or has it been going on in the background this entire time? It just hasn't. I think it's been like, going on in the background, had, so there's no reason to. And we do, and, and, none, and none of the Avengers have been a part of it. So I'm sorry on that missed opportunity right. well, for you, Ian. That you wanted to see the Avengers. Yeah, maybe we have but, that sequence. But, uh, Geeks gave us for the twenty years John, or so that she disappeared. Yeah, is we never got Rick Jones. You know, we never got Rick Jones. We never got Rick Jones, and before we got a Super Scroll, we didn't get. Reed Richards and the rest of the Fantastic Four. So things get a little yeah. wonky here and there, you know. I, I like the idea yeah. that we have a Kree Scroll War going on the entire time. I would love some version of a story where that is where I was pulling Carol Danvers away from the MCU that we knew for so long. Well, as far as we know, it was. I mean, it's she's been going gone on the for time. you know what it's supposed to be almost twenty seven, twenty eight years, right? Something like yeah. that. Hmm. She never that would explain back. a lot I, of it. I expect that's going to be a conversation between her and Photon. Right. And uh, yeah. ultimately, like, Ian, Nick Fury gets on the on the, the, the transporter or whatever to go back up to S.W.O.R.D., the, the little sky base he's been spending time with ever since he got back from the right. blip. We've seen it in the Marvel's trailer. Like, is there anything else to the Marvels other than those three main characters and Nick Fury and the screen? pre-scroll stuff does there need to be and like what from this carries on beyond maybe gaia and the main thing i'm asking is well there's well, a president I, 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 at the I, end I, of this i think i think that the politics that are happening on earth have to be at least referenced in the marvels right yeah the, the so the president is pretty anti-scroll at this point yeah president derma moroni is and pretty anti-scroll and what are those pods that we saw at the end of the, this season uh presumably more people that are taken, you know, that have been replaced by scrolls. So there's no resolution in this series to the problem. Look, presented one in this one of the things that I liked, one of the things I liked because it was kind of unclear is again, in the finale, graphic says, Oh, whose face is it? Because I don't just make up a face. It's someone he killed. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of the pods is just that if they want to access the memories, mm-hmm. they need those pods. Um, so who have they replaced whose memories they're accessing versus just straight killing them? You know, same thing with Nick Fury's wife. I thought it was really interesting. She found someone that would be someone that he could love and she copied her and she took you know, some memories and then made her own, you know? And even the idea that she still visits that, you know, that person's family and all that. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you know? Yeah. I guess she decided to forget all about that at the end or whatever. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'll go with you. It's well, she said good. she's only going to go for a little while and come back. So, by the way, yeah. she might she may not, not be in the movie. movie. Right? Yeah, maybe she, like she went like... and then she left to get a happy ending. But oh, I'm back already. <laughs> well, the two characters that we know for the MCU, in fact, that she's were probably not in the movie for that reason. We've seen them a lot. No, I would say she's not in the movie. But Everett Ross, are we going to see him in the movie? He was taken by the scrolls. We definitely probably just not. saw him in Black Panther two. Probably not. Uh, Rhodey, I mean, maybe, who, but probably. Well, not. Are we going to see the? Are, are, was the Armor Wars movie or series taken? Because are we ever going to see that? Well, 
you know, I know that they decided initially, they decided not to make a series. They were going to supposedly make a movie and that's unclear now. It's not been officially announced on the schedule. So we don't know if we're getting there or not. And I honestly, do we need it? Do we need, what would Armor Wars without Tony Stark be, but just this? And what I mean by this, like it's, okay, here's going to be a story of Rhodey going off to go after armored characters whom in the comics, we were familiar with these characters and Tony showing up, sometimes heroes like Stingray and Mm -hmm. messing people up. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas... What would the, what would that be on this with things we haven't seen before and he's just going around doing stuff? Who cares? It could be a Rhodey and Ironheart chasing down armored. Right. Maybe, but, Mickey, but we Mickey haven't Rourke seen could be the bad. Mickey Rourke could be the big bad working with uh, Justin uh, Hammer again. Sure. But I'm just saying that, yeah, and but great. And that's so, a, that's what it sounds like it is. It's, it sounds like Justin Hammer is a villain, for sure. I'm sure that's what it is. But, you know, is that six episodes? Is that a two-hour movie? What is that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard a hook that I'm dying to see yet. You no. know, um, that's all I'm saying. But, you know, I mean, maybe they have something interesting. I think a hook would be that would be fun would be having a Justin Hammer or somebody bankrolling something like the, um, the new... Um, Thunderbolts or having his involvement that, that would be like interesting. that where it's like, Hey, well, listen, we're, we're making a brand new Avengers I, team. Justin hammers meddling as well. And you have a bunch of these different kind of background villains getting together to make that sure the Thunderbolts are a, um, influenced version of the Avengers. Sure. But yeah, you know, listen again, I, I keep saying this thing about the lack of continuity. Shang-Chi came out a while ago. We recently heard that the second Shang-Chi probably wasn't even going to happen until beyond um, Secret, War. Secret War, right? right? So, like, we're years and years away from it. The end of Shang-Chi actually set up something interesting with, you know, the sister taking over, right? Yeah, she took on the Ten Rings. She took so, over the Ten Rings. And then nothing. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, what I'm the, saying the, the Kree Scroll War has it. been going on this entire time. We haven't seen exactly. that. You seem okay with that. No. What, that, what? This is my point. My point is that so it would have been interesting to see at least a reference or something. Like the content. There, I, listen, it's a big world. I get that. But like, you know, it's several years in between projects. I think, it, you know, it, for me, it would be better if you actually saw something. Look, you know. Is the universe too expansive? Is it is it becoming too cumbersome? Is it too expensive? I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. It's really it's a question of time. You know, the thing about the comics has always been a lot of the time you have comics keep coming out. Now, every now and then you have something, and particularly back in the old days, you know, you'd have a writer like a Steve Englehart or Chris Claremont mm-hmm. who they'd work on a book, and then at a certain point maybe they'd leave the book or the book would get canceled, and they'd set some stuff up and they'd move some of these little interesting plot lines of things they were doing over to a different book. Right, you know, Saber, Sabretooth being stuff. one of them. Like Sabretooth, Sabertooth was, was in Iron Fist and moved over into Power Man Iron Fist. And, mm-hmm. you know, since Chris Claremont and John Byrne were both doing that while doing X-Men, you know, so they had a little crossover with X-Men. They did the connection between Sabretooth and Wolverine, Wolverine. you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's an example, you know, but you've always had stuff like that. You know, you, you have ancillary characters that get moved around because they create them and they like them, but, you know, or you have, you know, you have bigger plots, you have smaller plots, you know? You, I mean, and, and that's how a lot of the stuff in Marvel and DC both developed over the years, you know, um, things like Thanos, you know, started in Iron Man and then, you know, ended up in Captain Marvel and Warlock, you know, and, you know, Avengers, Marvel two and one, you know, like moved around, you know, those problems, Silver Surfer, of course, you know? So, you know, I don't know. I just like, in the one sense, as you know, I was really excited about a lot of these shows. So I said, okay, it's really cool 
to do some of these storylines. You never see this stuff elsewhere. A question from day one is like, I don't know if, if everyone's going to be interested in this. And that's what we've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought Ms. Marvel was overall really solid. I thought the sixth episode was whatever. Sure. It was a really solid show. Am I excited about the Marvels coming off Ms. Marvel? Well, you know, I mean, you know, people go to see the Marvels and they haven't watched Ms. Marvel. You know, do you appreciate that movie as much? You know what I mean? Like, it's tricky. It's weird, right? I mean, you could certainly see the Marvels without seeing the Ms. Marvel show. Yeah. So you know? again, the question is: Does is this too expensive? Are there too many characters? Is it too cumbersome to fight? To, to I mean, in a comic, not to sure. Me, but sure. to a lot of people, it is. To me, it's almost not expensive enough because I'm like, all right, great, you did something, and now I'm waiting seven years or something before to see these characters picked again. Up. You know that, that I find that frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can always dream about where we want to see these these characters again. Like I just said, like having Justin Hammer show up in the Thunderbolts and meddle a bit with the plans for, sure. for this team. Would be like I like the ideas of spicing up hey, with cameos and having characters reintegrated that we haven't seen we, for years. We've been waiting what 12, 13 years for the leader since the Incredible years. Hulk. He was a Universal. What release was it? Too. More than that? It was two thousand and nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, it's been a long time. 2008. And we only really saw him in the beginning of his transformation. Like, I'm super stoked. Right. But we're going to get him. We're going to get him. It's going to be good. I think, I mean, I'm excited about it. Ultimately, like, I think the budgets are what make these these kind of impossibilities. When you have uh, these massive productions, a lot of different actors you have to pay, schedules you have to satisfy. Um, You know, in a comic book page, it's real easy to have cameos and have crossovers and have people appear and this and that. But and it's a little different in Hollywood, as we know. Sure. Um, Alan Duke says, ultimately, there's no clarity as to where all this is headed. And just if you read it on the screen, you're going to be confused because he wrote where as in underwear instead of. OK, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, but but where it's all headed, I think. Ultimately, well, that's like, OK, because the, we should the big, know everything yeah. that's going to happen. You know, that's but the right, big Avengers but... movies are no longer the like. The, what they're what these things are circling anymore you know these aren't leading to the big events anymore well it um, is ultimately but you know again th- th- i think this would have been a much better thing to lead to than you know kang's multiverse now do i think secret war can ultimately be kind of cool yeah, yeah but it's just it's just going to feel like another retread of the multiverse all concentrated right I mean, it's going to feel like a party. Is. Yeah, it's yeah. going to feel like a party. Um, if it's the Hickman stuff, I'm going to be super happy, and it'll give Marvel a chance to reset going forward. And and I love that. I love that. I don't know that we're getting that. You know, right. but it is what it is. Um, I think some of this stuff was stuff that we enjoyed here in Secret Invasion. I think ultimately, I think I enjoyed it more than the majority of people did, based on online reactions and yeah. reactions with friends. I think I actually enjoyed this more than most people did. Yeah. I mean, and again, I definitely enjoyed parts of it. I two and three, I thought were really good for off of five. I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, I mean, I was able to wait the day to watch this, the last one, the sixth one, the sixth one, my feelings were mixed. I think that's clear. There were things I really liked. I mean, I rolled my eyes, as I said at, so they both had to become ultimate super scrolls. Yeah. Um, seemed a little silly to me and then and then she killed him and, and i'm not even clear i mean i don't know what the rule was how did she kill him with the extremis and all the other abilities he had but still it's what she stabbed in the heart she punched through his body it okay. was pretty violent yeah i mean that was that was too much Captain, scroll Captain marvel and yeah I but know. so is she that's just too much scroll for one person that's just did, too did, i guess when too she much. punched she also 
Captain Marvel nuked him from the inside. I don't know. She maybe. nuked him. She cooked him. She. It was too yeah. much. Too much Super Scroll. Like to me, it should have been. She, maybe it should have been fully disintegrated. Just atomized. Yeah. She should have turned into the Beyonder at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. In in like just atom. She should have turned into the Neil Diamond looking. But by the Beyonder way, can I say one of my big them. issues? One of my big issues with her with Gaia is we never saw who she's based on. There were all kinds of rumors that she was going to be Abigail Brand and things like that. Like that would have been interesting. So that's a major, you know, plot hole. You know, not reconciled. Maybe she's nobody. It doesn't matter. But it would have been interesting to me if she had been somebody, right? We're going to miss Talos, but at least we got Gaia bringing his story forward as sure. his daughter. And maybe one day we will get the Neil Diamond Beyonder on screen. Or at least long shot. We should just do a special where you talk about how you would do the Mojoverse as a movie. Okay. I that? actually think the Mojoverse, listen to this. I think the Mojoverse, and I'm just spinning off now because I know X-Men 97 got delayed and we got to talk. Mojoverse should actually be a Disney Plus show parodying reality TV. It should be an MC. It should be a Disney Plus version of Survivor the, the because that's what the Mojoverse, Mojoverse is. is. Once, you, once you get into the X-Baby stuff, I always found the X-Baby silly. Funny sometimes. Sure. But, uh, but Art Adams. Long shot, long shot, I think, was the long shot miniseries was great. Right, but Art Adams, dude, like Art Adams. Yeah, the art. You got to buy anything. Amazing. Anything Art Adams buy? Like, yeah. remember Art Adams with the X Men Fantastic Four crossover yeah. in in Asgard? Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah, man does not art get Adams as much credit as he, Art Adams is one of the cornerstones. Absolutely, and people people forget about him when it comes to designing the X Men and creating a lot of the X Men universe. But Art Adams, yeah. some of that stuff was amazing. All right, we're getting away with it. We're getting away from it. Um, anything you want to add for Secret Invasion? Anything? Last thoughts? No, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I, I spoke to a friend of ours, to Justin, and he's not even going to bother. I'm like, I, I think it's probably worth you should watching. Bother. Justin you should know? bother. And yeah. I know, that's what I said. And I think that, you know, there's going to be stuff I expect. I expect things to hold over. You know, as I've been, as I've said a few times today, um, my concern is they're a little too worried sometimes about referencing the, the other thing, making people feel like, okay, I'm watching this now and I don't get it because I didn't see this other thing. And I understand it, but, they should but just rip it with frustrates it. me. They yeah, should it, just it, it, reference because, it. Because it's less complicated that way, you know? And if you have a previously on Marvel Universe, like if you have these references, and again, it goes back yeah. to the idea I had that – if you had had a fun sequence where you saw scrolls integrated in the MCU prior to this, and you could have had like uh, you, that, could have been a fun sequence. And I think you that know, it it gets to what I what I think is ultimately my only big problem with the series is a tone and pace. When a lot of the a lot of the scenes were two people talking to each other, and that really hurt the tone. It really hurt the rhythm of the show. But then there's a lack of levity, and I know that it's. Bycraft and it's that kind of stuff and it's it's there's seriousness and it, sure. it's life and death and global implications but the marvel universe has always had some bit of fun yeah, and i think I, a sequence I, I, where you saw the scrolls integrated in a lot of the things we're familiar with already would have been a great way to say previously on the marvel universe but also and like revisit that stuff and they've revisited it before they revisited it in infinity or in endgame when they went back in time I think revisiting a lot of these fun moments, but putting scrolls in them would have been a great way to catch us up with it, refamiliarize us with everything, and also show us 
they've been here all along. Yeah. And then you can get serious and then you can be like, oh my I agree. God. I agree. That that would have been a really interesting thing. Showing them involved in different things that we've seen before would have been, would have been cool. more fun than the AI intro Absolutely. credits. Absolutely. Oh, the AI intro credits. That was a that was not a good that's no. not a good look, but no. I agree. Not during not during a strike. <laughs> not during, especially not during a strike where AI is one of the major yeah. discussion points. Um all right. Here's Travis Mitchell, one of my friends from way back when, saying, I think it should have actually been Fury fighting Gravik, temporarily getting the powers of all the people he brought together, but ultimately I think that would have burned him out. He's still only a human. Yeah, and that, that's the know. thing is, that it seems like the idea is that the ability to get the powers is based on this girl's mutagenic, you know, qualities mm-hmm. already. So if you get into the idea that you can give it to humans, now you're in a whole different, you know, ball game, right? Yeah. Um, Ian, love you, man. Um, don't know what else I have to add. Uh, but yeah, we, we got it. We're going to look forward to Loki in the MCU. Loki's next, yep. I believe. And then yep. in November, we're going to talk Marvels before that. Uh, well, Marvels doesn't got, get pushed. Marvel's well, Craven, get pushed, Cra- Craven got pushed. And so I'm yep. sorry about that. Geekscape us. We weren't able to Craven got pushed. We can't bring in a Craven special. Did they push yet. Madam Webb too? I don't know. I don't think I was Madam Web ever. It was on a spring schedule. Was Madam Web on oh, like a spring so. schedule? Isn't Madam sure. Web coming up soon? It wasn't going to come out in 2023. I think. I thought. It, if anything, I thought if anything, it was a spring schedule. Um, Geekscapus. I know what. I know what's coming soon on this feed. If you're an audio listener, you're going to get the panel featuring um, Ian's wife, Stephanie K. Smith, and Chris Black, who you know from Severance, and which I think is an incredible show. He uh, was on Severance. He was on another comic book adaptation that was Outcast, a Robert Kirkman book. And then, speaking of Madame Webb, there are two writers, mm-hmm. Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, are on the panel. They've also written Morbius. So we have those four writers on the panel with me. You're going to get that in the feed here. Uh, coming up if you're an audio subscriber. So you should subscribe and you should like pass this on to your friends, regardless of Jonathan's headphones. Uh, actually, if you're an audio listener, clean that part up Terrible. and you're not confused at all. Um, all right. Travis Mitchell says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You could have had a moment where Gravik says Fury should be dead. Fury says, you don't do what I do for as long as I have without alien blood in your DNA. Nah. Let the man cook. Okay. All right. I, Travis, I like, I like your swings. I like your swings at, at, at what should happen. I like your MCU. Travis, I like your MCU. We celebrate you here on Geekscape and we'll celebrate you going forward. Uh, Geekscape forever. Thank you, Ian. Uh, subscribe, all that stuff. All right. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.